Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1206, Safe Withdrawal Rate for Early Retirees, part two by the Mad Fientist of madfientist.com. And I'm your host and narrator of the show. My name is Dan, and I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the very best personal finance blogs anywhere. And today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you happen to be new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you've done that, if you're all caught up, Let's hear part two as we continue optimizing your life. Safe Withdrawal Rate for Early Retirees, part two, by the Mad Fientist of madfientist.com. Predictable. Since the real returns during the first decade of retirement are a good indicator of how likely it is that a retiree's portfolio will last, wouldn't it be great if you could predict the next 10 years of real returns? As Kitsis describes, to some extent, you can. Quote, Measures like Schiller PE10 actually do a good job predicting real returns over a decade or more, which is the exact time horizon that matters for sequence of returns risk. In fact, if we look at the earnings yield of stocks using Schiller methodology, E10-P or CAEP, and compare it to the 30-year SWR, the correlation is a remarkable 0.77. Market valuation and earnings yields at the start of retirement are remarkably predictive of 30-year safe withdrawal rates, end quote. There is actually a strong correlation between the historical Schiller EP10, inverse of PE10, and the maximum sustainable withdrawal rates for the same period. So you can use the Schiller PE10, aka Schiller CAPE, to predict safe withdrawal rates. This exciting realization prompted me to use my programming skills to create a new safe withdrawal rate indicator for the FI laboratory. Now you can log in at any time and see an up-to-date safe withdrawal rate estimate based on the most recent Schiller CAPE value. The safe withdrawal rate tool assumes an 80-20 stock bond split for a portfolio expected to last 40 plus years and is only an approximation, so please don't rely on it alone for your retirement planning but instead use it as a gauge to get an idea of the current market environment. Safe withdrawal rate for early retirees. If you're like me, everything up until this point should make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Not only is the 4% rule safe, it's actually very safe, and exactly how safe it is is somewhat predictable at the time of retirement. You may be saying to yourself though, MF, I'm not a normal retiree, so these conclusions don't affect me because I'm retiring so early in life. 
you promised to analyze the SWR for early retirees, so give me the bad news. Thankfully, the news is not bad at all. Longer time horizon. If you are retiring in your 30s or 40s, you'll hopefully have 50 or 60 plus years of life left, so that's a very long time for your portfolio to last. While withdrawal duration does factor into the equation, it's not as big of a deal as you may think. Quite a few researchers have looked into how longer time horizons affect the SWR, and Kitsis describes some of their conclusions. Quote, Increasing a time horizon from 30 years out to 45 years reduced the safe withdrawal rate from 4.1% down to 3.5%, end quote. He goes on to say that, quote, it appears that the safe withdrawal rate does not decline further as the time horizon extends beyond 40 to 45 years, given the limited research available. The 3.5% effectively forms a safe withdrawal rate floor, at least given the U.S. data we have available, end quote. So why doesn't even longer time horizons result in lower SWRs? Kitsis explains, hint, it goes back to the sequence of return risk discussed earlier. Quote, over long time horizons, even balanced portfolios generate returns significantly higher than 3.5%, and consequently, the primary constraint of safe withdrawal rates is just having a withdrawal rate low enough to survive an early one to two decade stretch of poor returns. If the withdrawal rate is low enough to survive the first two decades of bad returns, then eventually the good returns arrive, the client recovers and gets ahead, and adding more years to the time horizon is no longer a risk. End quote. So 3.5% is the floor, no matter how long you expect your retirement to be. Is that the number all early retirees should use in their planning then? Not necessarily. I think there's a lot of other factors going for us that still makes 4% a reasonable figure to use early retirees can still work. Unlike most normal retirees, early retirees are much more capable of picking up work after retirement. If you're 70 and you just retired, going back to work is a very daunting prospect. Your skills probably aren't as in demand as they once were, and your energy level has likely diminished as well. What about if you're 35 instead? You're still young and active. Your skills are probably still up to par with your working peers, and you have a great interview story about how you spent the last X years doing whatever cool stuff you did during your early retirement preview. Now, I'm not saying you need to plan on going back to work, but it is an option, and that option can influence your asset allocation and long-term returns, which would affect your SWR success rate. More aggressive allocation. Bonds are great in a portfolio because when stocks go down, your bonds hopefully don't go down as much, so when you rebalance, you can use the proceeds from your bond sales to buy cheaper stocks. Stocks are the driving force behind your portfolio though, so if you want your portfolio to last a long time, you need to have a good amount of stocks to fuel that growth. The more bonds, the less volatility, but the less growth as well. Therefore, it makes sense to increase your stock exposure if you're hoping to increase the probability your portfolio will survive a longer time horizon. As Kitsis states, quote, Bengen and Blanchett's research suggests the optimal equity exposure for a 30-year time horizon is approximately 50 to 60%. A time horizon stretched to 40-plus years merits a slightly more aggressive 60 to 65% equity exposure. End quote. What if you're young, employable, and still willing to work if necessary? Why not juice your portfolio by being predominantly in stocks? You put yourself at risk of experiencing bigger upfront decreases, but if you have other options that allow you to avoid selling shares when prices are depressed, 
and you have ways to make money so that you can buy stocks when they're cheap, maybe it's worth the risk. That's actually my strategy. Since I'm not opposed to going back to work and can actually think of many part-time jobs I'd actually enjoy doing, a high percentage of my money is in stocks. If the markets tank and my portfolio drops a lot in the first decade after leaving my full-time job, I'll just pick up some part-time work doing something I enjoy. After all, what better way to appreciate your freedom than go back to work for a bit to remember what you're not missing? Flexible. Another difference between early retirees and normal retirees is that they are younger and likely more flexible and adventurous. No offense, of course, to my older readers. If the United States experiences a period of high inflation, my grandparents wouldn't consider moving to another country for a few years to escape the higher costs, but you better believe my wife and I would. Our flexibility would allow us to drastically lower our spending in tough times, whereas that may not be an option for most standard retirees. Etc. There are many other reasons early retirees can be more aggressive with their withdrawal rate. For instance, hardworking people who achieve FI will likely earn money in many unexpected ways after retiring. Also, inflation doesn't affect low spenders as much, and most early retirees don't even factor Social Security into their retirement calculations, etc. But the main thing is, if you were resourceful and intelligent enough to amass enough money to retire very early in life, I have no doubt you'll be able to figure out how to navigate the rough investment waters you'll inevitably encounter at some point during your early retirement. Conclusions There is a lot of information in this post, so let me summarize. The 4% rule is actually very safe for a 30-year retirement. A withdrawal rate of 3.5% can be considered the floor no matter how long the retirement time horizon. The sequence of real returns matter more than the average returns or nominal returns. The real returns during the first decade of retirement are most predictive of withdrawal rate success. When you're about to retire, take a look at the safe withdrawal rate indicator to see an approximation of the current SWR. After retirement, remain flexible, embrace challenges, don't stress out about things you can't control, adjust spending when necessary, and enjoy life. Thank you again to Michael Kitsis for doing all the analysis and number crunching that I referenced throughout this article. You just listened to part two of the post titled Safe Withdrawal Rate for Early Retirees by the Mad Fiantist of madfiantist.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? 
Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thanks so much for your support and uh, for listening each and every day. I will, of course, be back with you tomorrow for another post. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.